I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 320 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action that's coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, it is time for another Frogman Friday edition of First Class Fatherhood. Brian Doherty became a U.S. Navy SEAL at the age of 29. He served our country for eight years with the most elite warriors on the planet. He deployed multiple times, and he was also a BUDS instructor. BUDS, of course, being basic underwater demolition SEAL team training, uh, which is considered by many to be the most difficult military training in the world. Brian is now a successful entrepreneur who is the founder and CEO of the Declan James Watch Company, a company that he named after his firstborn child. Brian Doherty will be here with me in just a few minutes, so please stick around for the interview. And as Pandemic 2020 continues to change our daily lives, I will continue to be pushing out the content. So if you're getting tired of listening to all of the coronavirus talk out there, keep it locked in to First Class Fatherhood. I have got some great episodes coming your way next week. Three new ones, each one a banger. Monday, the star of Little People, Big World, Matt Roloff, will be returning to the podcast. Matt is an awesome guy, and he has got a new season of his very popular show dropping at the end of the month. I'm very excited to have him back on the show. Wednesday, the Season 7 winner of NBC's The Voice, Craig Wayne Boyd, will be joining me here. He is a fan favorite with a very loyal following, and he is just crushing it right now with his music career. And next Friday, I will have a guest that's very special for me. He is a longtime boxing trainer, Teddy Atlas, just a legend in the boxing world. He's been a commentator for many years. I have been a huge fan of his since I was a little kid, and uh, he is so well-spoken on life and boxing as well, so please don't miss out on that one. And please help me spread the word here about this podcast to every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list let them know about the show that's here celebrating fatherhood and family life fatherhood rocks family values rule and every day is father's day right here with me and i'm going to be right back with former navy seal brian doherty i'm alec lace and you're listening to first class fatherhood all right dads the summer will be here before you know it are you serious about turning your dad bod into a beach bod Well, former Navy SEAL and professional MMA fighter Mitch Aguiar has designed the products to help you smash your goal. Smashing Greens are an extremely nutrient-dense blend of organic superfoods with no fillers. They are designed to be taken as a daily supplement or as a complete meal replacement. All ingredients were chosen to specifically curb your hunger, maximize your energy, clear your skin, and burn fat. Visit MassiveSupplements.com or hit the link in the show notes and check out all available products, including plant-based multivitamins, Smashing Beans Organic Coffee, Protein Shakes, Power Creatine, and more. Smash your greens. Visit MassiveSupplements.com. That's M-A-S-F Supplements.com. Joining me now, First Class Father, Brian Doherty. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Uh, Thank you, Alex. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. All right, let's start right here. How many kids do you have and how old are they? So I have two kids. My oldest is five years old and my youngest is uh, about a year and a half. They're both, uh, they're going to turn six and two in June. Okay, very cool. Two boys, you said now? Two boys. Two boys. Are, are, are you going for the girl or you're all done? No, we're all done. <laughs> I'm <laughs> you, all done. <laughs> you, got the, uh, you got the five-year-old involved in any sports or activities yet? 
So we try, um, we've tried everything, getting him involved in soccer, baseball, basketball. Um, it, it's been, it's been a bit of a challenge because I don't, I don't, he's not, he's not quite picking it up. He's not quite interested, but he's now showing interest again in baseball. So I'm trying to, trying to push, not push that, but, you know, encourage that for him. But it's, it's tough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. I did that with all the kids, gave him a little taste, a little sample of everything to see what they like. Um, yeah. If, you, if you could, Brian, please just take a minute here to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do. Okay. Uh, I am uh, 20. Well, let me start over. I'm 38 years old. I uh, worked in commercial real estate up until about 29. And then when I was 29, I decided that I need a little bit more uh, challenge in life. So I joined the Navy SEALs, went through BUDS, got accepted, did all that good stuff. I separated from active duty. Oh, about two, almost two years ago to the month, started my own watch company called Declan James Watch Co. It's named after my oldest son, and now I'm trying to, you know, grow that into a, into a, to a business and to a lifestyle that supports my lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, very cool. Yeah, and, and obviously, thank you for your service, Brian. And you know. I've had a, a bunch of frogmen on the show here, and it's almost all of them, you know, joined up like either right after high school or in their early twenties. You did this later in the game. Uh, what, what was like the, the kind of like the big um, the genesis of that, making you make the shift and, and to shoot for something, uh, you know, so big as the Navy SEALs? Sure, sure. Uh, you know, I so like I said, I was working commercial real estate prior to me joining. The economy had tanked in about two thousand seven, two thousand eight. I, you know, worked that job for a little bit, but it was, the economy was in recession and that job was not fun anymore, was not challenging. And I'd always had an interest in the Navy SEALs ever since I was in college. And it was always in the back of my mind. I had, ironically, my boss was an Army Ranger, a former Army Ranger, and he was also a good mentor of mine. And when I had turned 29, he kind of called me in his office and said, you know, you need to do this now or you're going to hate yourself for the rest of your life. And I took some time and I thought about it and I took it, I took what he said on board and went to the recruiting office and enlisted. And six months later, they shipped me out to boot camp. Wow. Yeah, that's incredible. And, and so now fast forward, about how old were you then when you became a father for the first time and how did becoming a dad kind of change your perspective on life? So I was 32 when I became a father and well, I mean, you know, it definitely changes your perspective. It's a good question. I believe you've got four kids yourself. Yep. Um, you know, it just, it, it becomes less, it became less about me and more about my son and more about the legacy I was trying to build and leave behind for him, things I wanted to teach him. And it, it, it kind of, you know, being a parent kind of exposes your flaws as a human, (laughs) (laughs) if you know know what I'm saying. Yeah, right on with that. And when you're when you don't have kids, like it's, those flaws are kind of okay. But when you have kids, and you know, I never, you know, I know, I know my kids listen to me and they look for me for advice. But there's things, you know, as a, as a father, that I'm sure that you've witnessed that they'll mimic me or say something that I've said, and I didn't even realize that they were watching or listening to me. They weren't even like they were just in the room doing something. And so I started taking that on board. I was like, you know, I really need, it's not about me anymore. It's about them. It's about being a bit, it's about being a better person for them. And so now, you know, that's exactly how it's changed me is it's just, it's a complete shift, a complete 180. 
Yeah, and, and now Brian, you were still in then when when you first became a dad. Was that was that a big reason for you, uh, like a main focus for you to transition out, or was that something you had planned on doing before you became a father? A, a little of both. I think, you know, I was only going to do six years in the Navy, end up doing eight years. I separated and then I joined the reserves. So I'm, I have commitments to the reserves. What I was planning on getting out, but having a, having a son, that really reinforced the idea, but really accelerated that, that notion for me. When my son was born, I had he was, the Navy gave me two weeks, and they said, when you come back, we got to go start training. So I started training for about six months, and then I was supposed to have about three months before I deployed, and the Navy said, you know, hey, we're going to send you off to school Set, went off to school for a couple months, came back, I had a week, and then I had to deploy. So I really had not seen my first son for almost 15 months. I saw him here and there, you know, back from my training trips and, and things of that nature. But by and large, I just knew I had a kid. I wasn't able to develop a relationship with him that I wanted to be. And quite honestly, he didn't really need me for the first six months anyway. So it kind of, it kind of worked out as, as, as weird as that may sound. But when I get, got back from my deployment, I still had a little bit more time. I developed, my, I developed a rapport with my son. I developed a relationship with him. And it was this, you know, I, I don't know that I can do this again. <laughs> it's, it's, it's tough, you know. Well, what was it like for you then to transition into having the second child? I know for my wife and I, uh, going from two to three was like the biggest uh, challenge out of the four for us. What was it like for you to add the second child now and to be there for those beginning moments? It's challenging because they're four years apart. They're, so my first son's born on June 22nd. I'm sorry, June 26th, and then my second son is born on June 28th. So they're exactly four years old. Wow. And they, how old are your kids? How old is your oldest? My oldest is 13. Right now, mine are 13, 12, 9, and 5. So our first two were like Irish twins. They were like 15 months apart. Okay, so then you can relate to your youngest and your oldest, essentially. Their needs are so far apart. That's what makes it challenging. Um, for my, at least for my oldest and my youngest. Their needs are they're completely different directions. That's a challenging part. I just the other day I was looking at my oldest son on the couch and I'm like, man, you you're huge. Like I I remember the days when you were uh, my youngest son. His name is Nolan. I remember those days when you were him. And I feel somewhat fortunate now as I'm able to get a little bit of perspective. Like I get to kind of relive that that stuff and I get to relive the first 15 months. I get to experience that. But it's challenging. Yeah. Kids are challenging, nonetheless. Yeah, and that's what it, just what you said there is 100% what, what happened with us because our, our two weren't old enough yet to quite do everything independently on their own, but they had different needs than bringing in the newborn was, uh, I mean, that really was like that whole year felt like one day, I mean, really, for us. So uh, it was a tough one. Now, listen, you obviously you were a, a BUDS instructor. Uh, yes. Obviously, that requires a lot, a, a lot of discipline that you dish out. What type of discipline are you so far as a dad here? Are you a spanker, timeout guy, or is it different than the discipline you grew up with? <laughs> Nothing beats an American flag made in the USA, right? Well, how about an American flag made in the USA by veterans out of duty-worn fatigues from all branches of the military? That is exactly what you get with Combat Flags. Combat Flags are handcrafted from duty-worn fatigues and offer a tangible piece of freedom to the American people. Each flag is accompanied by a professionally designed and printed card that tells the story of service of a soldier, marine, airman, sailor, or coastie who wore the fatigues used to make the flag. They are the real deal, Dad, so what are you waiting for? Visit CombatFlags.com and use the promo code FATHER, and First Class Fatherhood listeners will save 10% off their purchase. Veteran-owned, American-made. CombatFlags.com, promo code FATHER.
discipline that you dish out. What type of disciplinarian are you so far as a dad here? Are you a spanker, timeout guy, or is it different than the discipline you grew up with? <laughs> so I, the discipline that I grew up with, I had two older brothers, and I'm the youngest of, of three. And so my parents, I think they kind of just left me alone. They're like, ah, he'll be okay. So that's kind of like how I lived my life is I'm just going to kind of do what I want to do, and I'll be okay. You know, from a buds instructor having that discipline, I, I, I would say I'm, I'm a pushover. I'm, I'm, the, I'm the one in, in, out of the, par- of the two parents that hooks my son up. I'm like, all right, let me talk to your mom. I'll work this over. I'll make it go. I'll make it go where. We'll work this a little bit. Um, there are times where I'm like, man, I, I need to start treating you like a bud student and <laughs> getting a little bit more compliance from you. But, you know, it is what it is. And I, at the end of the day, I'm proud of my son. I'm proud of what he does. It's just challenging. Yeah, very cool. And, and uh, moving over to your uh, now, your uh, entrepreneur now. You started up the watch company, the uh, Declan James Watch Company. What was the genesis of that? Is that were you? Did you always have this entrepreneurial spirit in you, or is that something that hit you later on in life? And what was the beginning of the other uh, company like for you? Sure, I, I think I've always had the entrepreneur spirit, as most young kids do, mowing lawns and you know trying to start your own business. And I, I always I, I mowed lawns as young. I I started business painting addresses on curbs. Uh, and that was probably my first failure as a business. It didn't go anywhere. I didn't make any money. And then I kind of let that go, joined the Navy, and I started to – well, they kind of teach you to be self-sufficient. So I started working with my hands again. I was fabricating stuff from military vehicles. I was building stuff. You just got to be self-sufficient. You got to learn to do with what you got in the middle of nowhere and make and be successful at it, whatever it is. Things break. And that's sewing a lot. I, Never in a million years, I think, as a Navy SEAL, I would sew. <laughs> but like I did quite a bit, actually. And so I started working on my hands again, and I started to kind of get this – I started to get my – like what I liked when I was little back. I always liked watches, always liked watches. And so I thought to myself, well, the next one, I'd build a watch, try making a watch. So I started trying doing that, and I had help along the way, and then – I know another watchmaker who I reached out to him for help and I was struggling just getting stuff going. He said, listen, man, you could do this if you want to do it, but the only way for you to do it is to jump into it. And that's exactly what I did. And learning to manufacture and get the watches turned out to be part, one of the easiest things out of this endeavor. I thought that was going to be the most difficult thing, but that turned out to be easy. More in the 21st century, uh, manufacturing all that stuff is accessible to everyone, maybe with a little bit of help. What turned out to be the challenge for me was establishing my brand, staying consistent to my brand, and growing the brand. And to this day, that's still the most challenging part, 100%. Yeah, and I think that's challenging for everybody out there. But one of the things is that the opportunity is available there for everybody to try to get their, their foot in the door with all this stuff. And and when it comes to watches, I'm a guy I, – I, I loved having a watch on. Now, today, I know that it's so big with the Apple watches and these digital watches, and I just, they're not for me. I, I'd rather just have my either my phone or, or, or a tablet or something like that rather than have that on the watch. So or what are you seeing now as that you've been in the business? Uh, are people going back to the traditional watches, or is it the, te- the uh, digital watches more taken off? I, I've got a good question. I've got two points on this. If you're wearing an Apple watch, in my mind, I'm like, you've got something on your wrist. And that's a start. Putting something on your wrist is a start. That's an opportunity for me to potentially get a watch on your wrist. And I'm also noticing that uh, – I'll just throw this out. I'm not a fan of the Apple Watch. <laughs> I yeah, like the traditional watch. You know, I think it's, it's, it's too distracting. 
I'm kind of I'm a romantic at heart a little bit. I like the old school. I like old cars. I like all you know. I like to tinker. I like the mechanics of a watch. Um, so again, Apple Watch. I see an Apple Watch on your wrist. I may hate it, but it's an opportunity potentially for me to. You're wearing something on your wrist. Why not wear my watch? The other thing is, I noticed that we are being so inundated with technology, and that we're being so distracted every single day. Even my kids. I noticed it with my kids that. I, there's a kind of like a resurgence of people who aren't pushing technology away, but they're just learning to adapt and, and choose the technology that they use and become at time, instead of, you know, being connected 24 seven, they're going to put their phone away for the whole entire evening. There's, there, there's a kind of a surge of that mentality. And that's what I, and that's what I like. And that's an opportunity for me to get in front of those people. Yeah, you know, Brian, I mean, I'm a, I'm a mechanic by trade myself, and I kind of miss the old mechanical-driven, uh, uh, you know, as far as like a fuel pump on a car used to be mechanically driven and stuff. Now, everything today is all electronically done, and it's uh, I, I really do wish we could get back into more of the mechanically-driven stuff. Just even like the watches, I enjoy a, a mechanical watch. Uh, I think there's definitely something to it. Now, how, how, what has it been like for you uh, as far as be, being an entrepreneur while being a dad? What are some of the challenges of you for that? Oh, Time, time, yeah. time, time, time. Uh, you know, I love my boys. I, I adore them to death. And it's a struggle. And this is, I think this is every entrepreneur's struggle. And even for yourself, you know, we're recording this. It's late at night. I'm sure you have a full-time job. You have, you have four kids you gotta, you got to take care of. Um, so, I, you know, it's, it's the competition for time and, and finding that balance and saying, all right, I need to do this. I'm doing this for the greater good of you and the family. But again, they don't necessarily understand this. And so, you know, it's, it's a struggle. I'm, I'm up late at night and up early in the morning, and it is what it is. And, you know. And what, what made you decide to go with the name, to name it after your, um, after your son, the watch company? Was there other options on the table, or that was the way you were going to go with it right from the start? Well, when I started, when I dove in this about two years ago, I was researching names, and every time I was like, this is it. I, you know, I'd be driving like, that's the name I love. I love it. I'd get home, I'd research it. And that name in some fashion was taken. And then I started looking at the watch industry and a lot of these well-known brands are named after the founder of the watch company. And, you know, Brian Doherty just doesn't have quite the ring to it or quite the, the sweet sound to it that Declan James does. And I started this company because I like watches, but I started it for him because I want to build a tradition. I want to start a legacy and I want to pass something on to him. And I thought, you know, eventually someday you're going to take this over. I hope you are. If you're not, that's okay. But someday you, my hope is that you take this over and this will be your company. This will be, this will be for you. Yeah, that's awesome. I love the vision, Brian. And I'm definitely, I'm going to include a link in the description of this podcast episode. So my listeners can tap the link, get on over there and check them out. Last Absolutely. thing I want to hit, Last thing I want to hit you with here, Brian, I love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast, what type of advice do you have for the new dad or for that about-to-be father who's out there listening? My advice would be everything's going to be okay. At the end of the day, everything's going to be okay. Every, at the end of the day, everything works out in one form or another. And with that said, my, 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 my number two advice would be consistency. But that's easier said than done, being consistent. I think, I mean, at least for me, that's what I try to do is be consistent. And the message that I, and I, I preach every day or how I treat my son is be consistent. That's hard. And you know that's very hard. Um, 
But I think at the end of the day, when we're not consistent, you can look back and like, you know what? Everything is still okay. Everything still worked out. Still proud of them. By and large, they're still hitting the targets. It's just maybe not every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, very well said. I love the message. This has been an honor for me. I got to say, Brian Doherty, you're a first-class father all the way. And thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time on first-class fatherhood. I appreciate it. It's been an honor. Thank you very much. Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to Brian Doherty for giving me a few minutes of his time here. It was such an honor. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys. Drop me that DM on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I always love to hear your feedback. Lock it in. Three bangers coming your way next week, Monday. The star of Little People, Big World, Matt Roloff, will be making another appearance here on the podcast. I had him on the show last year. It was so much fun talking to him. He's got a new season of his show starting at the end of this month Wednesday season 7 winner of The Voice Craig Wayne Boyd will be here and Friday boxing legend Teddy Atlas joins me on the podcast that's all I got for you guys today stay healthy out there guys thank you for listening I'm Alec Lace you have been listening to First Class Fatherhood and please remember guys we are not babysitters we're fathers and we're not just fathers we are first class fathers i